0: Welcome to the Make Disciples Podcast, a short weekly podcast where we will share topics, ideas, and resources useful to you in your effort to follow Jesus as a disciple. Welcome back to this episode of the Make Disciples Podcast. My name is Dan Rober, reclaiming once again the hosting chair. <laughs> we didn't actually change chairs, but uh, true. yeah, uh, and joining me, Senior Pastor David McNeely. This is our final episode of our little series. We're going to have one more episode this season of our series of church history to help, and it's been a good time to walk through the history of the church, not in a terribly deep way, but a, a way that points us to our heritage as believers. To say where did we come from? Why are certain things like uh, the Bible and uh, the creeds so important to us? And why there are so many divisions and why they come about and how does that help us guide our Christian lives today? So today, this is our, uh, well, I'm referring to it as our history geek out time, because as a historian, we love our books. We absolutely love our books. And uh, so what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about some of our favorites. There are so many, so many books in Ecclesiastes, it says of the making of books, there is no end. And if they were saying that back in uh, Ecclesiastes and, uh, today is even more crazy. All that we want to do is uh, give you some suggestions. If you are looking to dive more deeply into the history of Christianity, these are just some options, things that we've found to be helpful as we've uh, gone through our own uh, reading and uh, through our own education. So we didn't talk about this, but do you want to go first or should I kick it off?
1: I'm happy to go first. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually kick it to you because you and I had one book that was the same on the list. And so I I hate to cop out like that, but but I saw your list and I went, that's one I would recommend. So I'm going to leave that to you. But the first one I'll give to you is, it's just my personal favorite. It's the one that if I could only have one book on church history, this is the one that I would choose. And it is Church History in Plain Language from Bruce Shelley. And uh, Mark Knoll writes a a forward on there, which we'll get to that in just a second. But uh, for me, this was uh, one of the history books that I had in seminary, Um, and it's uh, something that I have kept with me when it comes to, uh, I've got a different recommendation for one that talks about more of the theology of the church, but church history, it's my favorite. And primarily because I think the title gives it away, it's plain language. We came across, both of us, many resources and seminar. You think, man, this is good information, but I'm not sure I'll ever again <laughs> interact with this. It's so heady. yeah. You know, they're just the vocabulary itself is. He writes uh, concepts and uh, storytelling in a way that I found to be very compelling. So that one, there's another one that's a different style of writing that I uh, reference uh, quite a bit, and it's called Quick Notes. It's from a Quick Note series. It's just, just a Christian history guidebook. And uh, this is one that uh, the formatting is what I like a lot. So there's charts. There is uh, little um, things that they set aside. There's uh, context. Think of this as a true reference book. The first one I gave you is one that you can just read, and it's a lot of storytelling. This really is more of a church history reference book that you can get to. Um, Lots of timelines, uh, things like that, that I find uh, to be very useful for me as I'm trying to locate something. Um, In Church History, the third one, I'm going to let you talk about because it was on uh, your list. And that is that Mark Knoll book, uh, Turning Points. Um, That one I find to be um, very, very helpful.
0: Yeah. I love uh, charts, by the way. I'm a big data (laughs) visualization guy. And so being able to see charts or timelines, uh, being able to uh, look at it just a little differently, I find very helpful. Yeah. So the one that I want to focus first on is Mark Knoll's Turning Points, Decisive Moments in the History of Christianity. So this was the first church history book that I ever read, and it was the freshman year of college that I picked this up, and it was really the first time that I was able to take a step back from being a Christian or being within Christianity and saying, let's uh, get a broader view of it. What's going on within Christianity? Um, And that was revolutionary for me and set me on a a path to uh, doing uh, church history. As a study, both in master's degree and uh, for my doctoral uh, studies as well. Um, But the great thing about this is it hits the high points. You know, there are some people who read things because it gives you uh, the broad view of all of this. This goes to those major decisive moments. I mean, that's what it says in the title. And it points out these particular things that happened throughout the history of Christianity that highlight uh, what has turned Christianity into what it is today. I mean, starting with things like, the fall of Jerusalem and how, uh, when the Roman empire destroys Jerusalem and that scatters Judaism all throughout the world, that's going to scatter Christians throughout the world, or at least the Roman empire as well. So moments the councils show up here, a couple in particular, um, coronation of Charlemagne, the great schism, uh, the diet of worms. We've talked about these on our podcast, uh, the act of supremacy, uh, in Britain, the conversion of the Wesley's, uh, we mentioned that briefly. So all of these just point to individual moments that have been so important uh, in the history of Christianity in creating what we know that it is to be today. You want to add anything to that?
1: One? If that was your first book that you came across and you said freshman year in college. Yeah. You got spoiled. Yeah. So coming out of the gates, you get one of the most useful books you can find on oh, church history. Everything else had to be. Sort of a bummer after that. <laughs> I mean, it's good stuff. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, this has been
0: very important. I believe it's on his third or fourth edition now. So this is a book that I, I'm i holding right now that I think was the same one that I used back in college, but that was 20 years ago. Don't do your math here. <laughs> Just hold on to that. Yeah. So I think we're on our fourth edition now of it. Uh, Heath Carter, I believe it's the one who's overseeing this now. And it's a great and useful book. Yeah. Do you want to tell me how old these books are that you brought?
1: I was doing the exact same thing. I started looking in the, in here, and I have the second edition that I keep with my, in my office, but that was uh 90, uh, 1995, uh, was a copyright on that. My assumption is that they've come out with another one. Okay. Um, since then I'd have to do a search on, on the internet, but, uh, but this is the one that I've used, so I probably ought to get an, an updated version. Incidentally,
0: that is a good way to tell if it's a really good book. Absolutely. I mean, those really good books are the ones that keep on coming out with new editions because they're like, it's a good thing, but it's so good that it deserves to be uh, revised and updated. Yeah. Uh, Here's my second one. Uh, This is the story of (laughs) Christian. It looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, This is a story of Christianity by Justo Gonzalez, uh, the early church to the present day. And this is, this is a lot like uh, David said, we're talking about war and peace here. Um, the reason why I'm so drawn to this is because of its uh, cross-disciplinary appeal. So I got this book for the same class that I read uh, turning points in. Uh, so that was a Christian college and we use this. And then I went to seminary. So for a master's degree program, my church history class used this book. And then I went to my doctoral studies and I'm at Florida State. And at Florida State, the church history class uses this book. And so Christian students are using it. Non-Christian students
1: are using it. They all find it valuable. Well, that's to me the most compelling aspect of if Florida State and your doctoral program is using that and they're not coming from what you and I would refer to as a distinctly um, orthodox Christian perspective. Yeah. Um, And that if they're using that, (laughs) that's pretty impressive. So it's a a very useful book in that
0: regard that also has multiple uh, editions of it uh, and just a well-developed understanding. Now, like we said, it's it's a lot, (laughs) Uh, a lot to pick through, but uh, it's certainly a uh, valuable one. And then uh, one more that I'll reference. Uh, This is what we in the business call a primary (laughs) source, uh, and I can't recommend it enough. It's The Confessions by St. Augustine. It's what is thought of as the first true autobiography in Western literature. Uh, And when people put together collections of the most influential books in the history of Christianity, it would be very odd to not see this book on the list and frequently shows up as the most important book outside of the Bible in the history of Christianity. And so... uh, what I like about it is that autobiographical aspect. So we're reading about the troubles and the transformation of a saint from 1600 years ago, almost 1700 years ago. And we get to hear how uh, he struggled just like we did and how God brought him to repentance and brought him to faith and the struggles that he has even in his Christian life. Uh, One of the most famous quotes from this is, uh, Lord, give me chastity, but don't give it to me yet. Uh, it's like, I want to be a better person. Just let me do it tomorrow and let me have some fun today. And apparently that's the way we all are at some times. Also beyond that, what I really like about this is it's Augustine. And there's a phrase within Christian history of Augustinian Christianity. And it's speaking of this idea of a Christian faith before the divisions, before we divide into Catholic and Orthodox and Protestant. All of us can look back to the writings of Augustine and we resonate with what he said. And there's uh, commonalities that we all enjoy, even if we're coming from all these traditions. And so it's a wonderful book to use to have that uh, primary source to look into what uh, Augustine was doing and recognize that we struggle with the same things.
1: I agree. We don't have uh, the Calvin's Institutes if we don't have Augustine's Confession. Now, did we do a bad thing by not including Calvin's Institutes in this list? <laughs> no, I would say uh, have at it if you've got um, even more time than you had to read War and Peace. There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just dense. Crazy lot of material there. That'll be a topic for another time. Only other thing I would add, um, man, it's worth it to do just a search on YouTube and go look at some things in uh, church history. Some of the things that are out there are very valuable. What are the dudes that, that are, <laughs> uh, that's a bad analogy, Patrick. I know what you're talking about. Ooh, I don't remember what the names are. They've got some things on
0: church history that are, that are pretty fun. Oh yeah. A lot of fun stuff out there. <laughs> yeah, so we'll have to direct people to that in another episode, I think. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode of Make Disciples Podcast. We got one more, uh, to introduce you to this, uh, season, and we'll be talking about the Advent season and doing a little bit of summary of our season. So thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for the Make Disciples podcast. We would love it if you would subscribe, leave a review and spread the word. This podcast can be found in Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This podcast is a ministry of Wildwood Church in Tallahassee, Florida. Please join us again for our next episode of Make Disciples.